0: welcome to another episode of the Startup Diary, episode 167. Why do you look surprised? I didn't hit it, it with was, the energy. It was really it was calmer like really than normal, calm. wasn't it? I kind of like... You tell you rolled up. out of bed this morning. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we're normally recording three shows in the morning, but I forgot to set the alarm. Harry was in the office an hour before me. Big apologies. But anyway, we're here and you're listening to the show. Episode 167. If you haven't listened to the episode 166, we started off a little bit slower in that episode, but mm. as you said, the gloves came off at that point. And if you are looking well, to... I think we
1: went in with, with the goal of really giving them something to take away. And then we got halfway through and thought, I don't think we can really nail a point here. And then it was like, no, we got a point. We got a point. Just (laughs) came
0: (laughs) in swinging. (laughs) It was good. It was another. It was a new sort of attitude and dynamic for the show. So I'm really looking forward to hearing the feedback on that one. But today, one thing that we're doing as a business is, it's that time of year. Everyone kind of reflects on what they did last year. And I know we've already spoken about some like budgets and end of year things that we're doing personally, uh, in terms of like what we want to achieve this year. Mm -hmm. Like my my blank playing deck of cards with the 52 cards my 52 resolutions and all that cool stuff i think it's cool but uh, as a business or as a business owner one thing you always do at the end of the year is you look back at what you achieved in that year not just financially but where the team spent their time and then me and harry just got chatting and it was kind of like became obvious that one thing we need to talk about on the show is not every opportunity is actually an opportunity. A lot of them could just be distractions. Yeah. Um, but as a as a as a new business, less so for us now. Don't get me wrong; we're still a startup, but especially when we were really new, like we kind of do like four or five things now. But if, even when you joined, Harry, we probably oh, yeah. did twenty. <laughs> and then before that, and that what, was
1: just for one member of staff.
0: Exactly. Uh, and then before that, when it was just me, I was trying fifty different things all yeah. the time, because you've got to work out how to pay the bills to keep the business alive that's always the priority for me when i started the business it was what can i do to pay the bills so i can spend 60 70 percent of my time paying the bills so i've got this 30 40 percent of my time to try and build this business but what i think happens over time is you become aware that like that 60 percent of the time isn't core to the business Mm -hmm. so you're doing activities just to pay the bills and then what you what you're at risk of doing is having like a like a zombie business like it's never getting loads of good traction and scaling because you you're always distracted with other stuff so i just wanted to get on the show and talk about that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh what we what we do and potentially how if you're building a business how you can avoid distractions uh, and make sure that you're just not getting dragged off course all the time yeah. um yeah so f- for us uh one thing that i just wanted to say is this year and I, I want to bring some more expert tracings onto the podcast because I want to share some of the numbers in a bit more detail and really take the listeners along with a, a journey of how we're building the, the business journey. <laughs> the journey I, I'll, I'll tell you about that later yeah okay uh so so on the show what you're going to find out is a little bit more about what we do as a business and don't get me wrong this isn't to uh to plug what we do because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's only like two trades people that listen to it Ben Curry, big shout out. One of our members found us through the podcast, actually. Um, Chris Smart as well. Does Chris listen? Mm. Ah, big Mm. shout out to Chris. There we go. Uh, But the reason I wanted to do that more than anything is I think if we start applying some numbers, then it becomes a little bit more real Mm. and we can also share on on a more detailed level of what's working. So we can then share how we're using like Facebook ads and all, all this good stuff and event marketing and all that to see how we're growing and yeah we've
1: we've always said we would share the numbers it's just we never got around to, it. to be honest <laughs>
0: yeah never got around to it but we also tracked so many different things last year so what what we're doing this year we're focusing on four key areas of the business um so we're focusing on tool talk mm-hmm. uh our verified which is a profile service expert trades office package which is the quoting invoicing app mm-hmm. and our website package uh so doing those four things. So the way that the, the latter three, the verified office and web, that's the services we do for our community. Uh, and then the tool talk side of it is how we help monetize that through partnerships and brands. Um, so th- that's what we are going to focus on. Um, but it also means that if you come into the new year with that attitude of like, here's what we're going to focus on, then you need to have the discipline to say no to all the stuff. So it either needs to be a shit ton of money, that allows us to do those four things very well even if it is a distraction or we just don't do it at all
1: yeah i mean the the flip side of that is obviously uh we mentioned it before we recorded is when you are starting out you need to try everything Mm -hmm. to really kind of find what works and then obviously you need to have the discipline to to be able to look at it all and say okay this isn't working this is working but it's costing me more than the amount of time I'm putting into it, so it's finding the right balance there. It's more the eighty twenty rule, really. It's like you have got to find the the what is it the twenty percent that gives you the eighty percent of the results. Yep. So it's just getting down to that, and like it's it's a slow process, as we know, because we've been running for what three four years now,
0: nearly five, man, nearly oh <laughs> five. God, yeah. Goes,
1: how long have I been at the business? Way two, too you've long. Been two years now, haven't you? Two years. it's two years. But like we've we've done so much um, when we started. And we we are still getting, as we keep saying, we're still getting more and still more, still niching down, niched.
0: exactly that. And if you look at, <clears throat> if you go back to our sort of startup journey for the first couple of years, and apologies if you can hear some alarm in the background, but someone's setting something <laughs> off in the building <laughs> in our new offices. we, we should set us. <laughs> um, but I started off doing like consultancy. So mm. you look at how people normally get into doing a startup. Very few people physically go from like zero to hero in a in a business like they quit their day job start a business and it's all roses that that never happens like very 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 rarely um so what I did is I left my day job and then started up a consultancy business that helped fund the startup and don't get me wrong that was like really really appealing to stay just doing the consultancy business because of the pay um so if you look at me being 22 23 years old like the net into the bank was between six and a half thousand pounds and seven thousand three hundred pounds a month. But a huge amount of for money for a young whippersnapper. For a young whippersnapper <laughs> like me at that point. A huge amounts of money, but the key thing for me, and the reason I only mention it, is regardless of what opportunities come along, if you stick to the core goal, so my goal was to build my own business, not be a consultant. So yeah. then I deployed all that money into an agency to help me build the first version of expert trades. And I think most people at that point, going back to what I said at the beginning, could have been blown off course in terms of you left your job to start a business, but something in the middle became very attractive, regardless whether it was short-term attractiveness, Mm. because I could have probably only done consultancy for one, two, three, four years before the market changed or they don't need the services sort of thing. So the key thing is, is if you've got a plan, don't forget the original reasons that you started it. Because if, it, that, if, you don't, if you're not really cemented in that and there's no like really clear vision of what you want to build, as opportunities come in, a Magento website build mm. for <laughs> us, like we understand that having clients and building Magento sites for them, even though we can do it, even though it's profitable, is like 100% not core to what we do as a business. We don't look after merchants, we look after tradespeople. And having the discipline last year of saying no to four, five, six projects that would have netted us clear net 10 to 20k Mm. after the build even when we're using Matt who works for us two weeks of the month sort of thing like having the discipline to say no to projects like that is I think the only way we're going to grow in 2018.
1: Yeah something like that was costing us again more time it was requiring (laughs) uh, a lot more effort and energy from the team that you can't then put elsewhere into the things that go towards the goal of the
0: business and things like that. So it's just about like distraction and, yeah. and it's that old it's that like, that classic old thing that if you focus on something, you're you're much more likely to be mm. successful at it. Yeah. The the problem is for me as as like the founder is I've obviously got a team out there that are very dedicated and focused to do their roles. And I can often be the disturbance in that because what happens is I look at my accounts and I go, shit. Like uh, I'm not hitting target this month. So then I will go and sell a project. So I might say uh, to 40, I say 40. What I need you to do is build out 20 new features <laughs> to the website package, which is core to the business. And then on the 15th of the month, I'm looking at my numbers and saying, shit. Now we need to bring in like five grand more revenue this month to hit my target. Uh, so then I'll go and sell a website to someone, like a a partner or a client mm-hmm. to someone, and do that that thing. And then I'll come into forty and say, "Do you know what? The twenty features that we need to build, you need to put that on hold because I need to get some money into the bank. So I need you to do this thing for this partner or this client." And balancing those two things is super tough because one of them's core to the business, which is why it's important that you guys are focused. Mm-hmm any founder that you speak to is going to be like, I don't give a shit what's called. Cool. I, fee- I need to feed the team. Yeah. I need to feed myself sort of thing. And that balance is what I wanted to just generally just have a, a chat about in terms of like, how do you find that balance? And from there, sorry, Edie just walked in and uh, was like, sorry. Do you know how you mouth? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to make more noise apologizing <laughs> for making the noise. but <gasps> uh, So yeah, it's just a, just a general chit-chat in terms of like, dealing with distractions um, and I think as the business gets more successful, it becomes easier to say no is what I've realized. Mm. So last year, I probably last year was the first time I ever started to say no to profitable projects. Before that, I'd be like, shit, it's money. What, need- what are the deciding factors that make you say no, though? Do you
1: So confidence, you get a project and it's like, OK, this will be profitable in the time frame. Like, mm-hmm. do you? have you just decided okay I'm not going to say yes whilst I'm still at the table making the deal I'm going to go back and speak to the team to make sure it's feasible to get it all like what's the process of yeah, where so do you eliminate that from
0: two two things on that is, um I'm one going to have a bite at this ball by the way so I'll keep talking for a long time so because that is a peanut, peanut butter honey energy bite with flax and chia seeds with mm. oats and dark chocolate roll, roll, roll. that I've made mm. so excuse Harry right now uh, but he's just leave, sat in front I'll of him back from the He's box. just sat in front of him and he can't resist. Um, a fat kid in me. <laughs> <laughs> so from in terms of what's changed, mm-hmm. one is confidence. Um confidence in knowing that what we do, our core business. So our core business is helping trades professionals build a professional and profitable business. The core thing of what we do, that is our core. Mm-hmm. And when we looked at the numbers last year, for example, the people that trust us to help them build their business equate to seventy-two percent of the engagement that we get in our community. Yeah. So it just made it's a no-brainer. Let's just do more of that because the byproduct of that is just more community engagement, and we care about the community. One thing that we did wrong last year and the year previously is, <clears throat> excuse me, is we led with community. We led with, with this call, community. We also help you build your business, and that. That itself caused distractions in the team because then we focus on doing more community stuff compared to business stuff and helping yeah. them with that. It's kind of confusing when you're trying to think of the flow <laughs> completely. Completely. In. Come in to get this deal that we've secured. Oh, and by the way, would you like us to build your website? Yes, we've got a good conversion rate. We've got four to five percent conversion rate of people signing up to get the deal and then buying a website, fine. Uh, but what we yeah. want to do is lead. We want to build. It, it the gave, It gave the wrong impression of what of we who we are as a business. Exactly. Yeah. And what we and it really hit home like at our Christmas do when people who know like and trust us came to see us and like spend our Christmas do with us, yeah. seeing us off for the year. Really gave us an insight to where they get value from us and what they think about us. And we just thought, guys, come back in the new year. We just need to focus on this. This is what we're best at. So yeah. one the
1: the community is literally the byproduct of. Like being expert trades, we provide trades professionals with a service, but the fact that we keep them connected with each other is the end result of like I've come for a website and something to help me with my uh, invoicing, but I also am then brought into this pool of other professionals like me trying to they're in the same position trying to grow the business and yeah it's completely flipped on its head
0: yeah completely so that that was good for us and that comes down from confidence in knowing what we do and. Uh, that if we just did that and this is like a key thing if we just did that we'd have a successful business yeah like uh and then you 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 overlay that with the opportunity cost of doing something else so the one thing that i've learned is saying yes to one thing means you're saying no to something else yeah sounds dead obvious uh yeah but you,
1: it's easy it's easy to uh not make that connection at the time because you just see the, see the money <laughs> yeah
0: uh yes sir. yes john will do that project for you it will take three months it will be net profitable it's going through my head it'll be net profitable for us and net profitable means we can put money in the bank and do something else but then you f- automatically forget holy shit what could we have done for our core business mm. in those three months might have been less profitable but we'll probably move faster And it'll be net better in the long run. So I think it comes down to like short term. Where are you? Do you need the cash? If you need the cash, go and get the cash. If you got no cash, you're gonna die. Um, But as you grow, make sure that you uh, that every opportunity that comes knocking is a is an actual opportunity. Mm. And I might have gone too far the other way. Like I'm so insular now in terms of like if it doesn't fit in one of my four boxes, I say no. I just, I just say no, <laughs> so I, you could be missing opportunities. I could be missing opportunities, um, but I think you have to earn the right. You, you, you have to earn the ability to
1: be able to say no to a project at all, and we, we are lucky enough. Well, you as the as the head is able, is lucky enough to be able to say no to projects now, <laughs> whether it's right or wrong.
0: Well, yeah, whether, exactly <laughs> that. Whether it's right or wrong, um, and that, and again, that sits on me. as yeah. uh, if if a, if Michael comes through the door and he's got this new widget. And I go, no, sorry, Michael, it doesn't fit into one of my four buckets. And all of a sudden, that's the thing that takes off in our industry. And we could have mm. been first to grab it. Yeah, I'll slap myself around the face. I go, you should have took the deal. Or maybe I'll say, no, it was a distraction. And we, what we're doing is is what we do. Okay. Um, but I think, I think what we've kind of tried to cover off is, and I kind of enjoy this sort of just general chit-chat style, mm. uh, is there are different stages as you build the business. And it's really important that you understand what the end goal is Regardless of where you're at, if it's just about making money, just be very conscious that you will take any project on to make money. But what you need to do is, like with me and my consulting, what you need to do is take that money and then push it into the core business. The goal is, even if you're working on your your core business, if you've got a day job and you're working 9 to 5, 40 hours a week, and you're dedicating 8 hours, 10 hours outside of that throughout the week to build your business then you're working on your core business 20% of the time as an example yeah. 10 out the 50 hours your goal as the founder is to make sure that you are only ever increasing the number of hours that you do on your core business and never decreasing it because that if you're decreasing the number of hours on your core business you're being distracted uh, which means you weren't either that interested in the core business in the first place uh, or, or or a number of other factors mm. but you just need to make sure that you you understand what the the core thing is you're trying to build and then then you could go in the conversation of like well adam you said your core thing was helping trade professionals find leads four years ago <laughs> exactly I at that now. Yeah. we chuckle at that now but the way that i see it is our core business if you just take that sentence helping trade professionals find leads like our core business is helping trade professionals mm. and once i understood that it was kind of like it doesn't matter how we help them as long as we've got the in-house skills to do that if we can literally have someone, one of our members, come to me on our Christmas do and say thank you for paying my mortgage for the last two years, yeah. like we have won, uh, and the reason that we win on that is because that gives us their attention and engagement to do the other things that we monetize through people like brands and partners and tool talk.
1: And the and the difference the difference between leads and a website package or the offers package and things like there's still it's just. That wasn't yielding results for ourselves or the people we're trying to help, mm-hmm. so we just focused on the other things that were there, but didn't get as much focus at the time. So, like you say, it wasn't it wasn't a complete change in like the way the company works or what we're doing. It was just the effort of helping these guys shifted, just like you say.
0: Yeah, and what results we're getting. So, if, I think there was a there's a great thing on YouTube, something about Intercom, and um, if those of you that don't know, Intercom's like a bit of software that you can use to do live chat and automated messages to a community of people um but they had like a graph and it was kind of like on the bottom of the graph were all the features that they had and then it was kind of like how much time it took and what results that yielded for not from their business perspective but what value did it drive to their customers yeah so intercom might have had 60 features and they go actually like these 15 features are what really people care about and use so we're just going to do those and kill the rest we kind of did the same with Expert Trades we said okay what do we do as a business we do all the thing we do lead generation lead generation is taking 80% of our time to try and create content to get homeowners but that's yielding like 5%, 3%, 1% of the results and the value whereas there's this thing over here where people are saying excuse me Adam can you please build more features on the office package yeah. and we go uh, okay there's value there and we can control it let's shift the attention there because it's still helping the trade is what yeah. we come down to and I think it comes like don't be afraid to change but make sure that your—we've said this before—make sure your core goal, the people you want to serve, the mission you're on—that shouldn't really change. How you get to that will always change as you're a founder. And I think just to kind of wrap it up on as, as just a slightly higher level to that is it's
1: kind—it's of, all about knowing the reason why you're getting into the into the business that you're getting in the yeah. first place. Like perfect example, it's not I just want to start my own business to make some money. Like for Dan, for example, he he didn't like the industry and what they were, the chemicals they were putting in, the products that he's using on his face because he's got a kid and he wants to look after his kids. So his mission is making organic products that are good for your skin and, and it's just better for the environment and everything like that. So it's about the mission goal and staying focused on that as opposed to <laughs> just seeing the numbers rolling. Because that's, that's how you could have got comfortable in a uh, consulting. consulting job yep. and just you start spinning your wheels. And you're exactly you're in the exact same position as you started before.
0: Yeah, um, That was there was just a just to touch on that as well. There was a really interesting thing, and I can't remember where I read it online, but it was it was basically the stats of so I'm going to try and remember it. So bear with me. It's basically if you consider yourself a smart person, okay, if you're a smart individual in 2018, and your goal is to make money and not mission focused. Uh, If your goal is to make money, it basically explained what a career path for a smart individual would look like over the next sort of 20 years and what a career path for an entrepreneur would look like. And it was just fact that you are going to make a lot more money, a lot more of the time joining a a corporate and moving up the ladder compared to trying to build a business and start something for a big paycheck at the end. I thought it's just really interesting because like nine out of ten businesses fail, X, Y, and Z, and those that even stay alive, most of them zombie along and don't produce a mm. big outcome. Like very few companies get sold, very few companies get bought, very few companies float. Like if you just looked at this graph, I'll try and dig it out, and we don't have show notes, but I'll yeah. like I'll try and put it somewhere when we eventually have a website, uh, or just there'll be something that I can Google. Maybe we'll drop it in another show the term that I, that you can put in. But just it was a very clear diagram of like if your goal is money, then you should not become an entrepreneur. Interesting. very simple and not like you shouldn't be an entrepreneur because you're not like fit for the game or but it's, it's just like, like mentally it, it's just it's financially com- compared to goal, the results
1: yeah. yielded from 20 years in in that it, company whether exactly. it's your own company or someone else's you'll make more money working for exactly
0: office. and it was just like the reason I liked it is because most of the most of these things are all like oh yeah you like we've said you got to be mission led and if you don't mission it ain't gonna work they <clears> actually just put numbers to it in terms of like if you took like these are made up numbers, but 10,000 people in a career and 10,000 entrepreneurs who is net, net, net more successful in terms of financials, just financials, um, than the people that work in a job are, mm. in fact, uh, which I thought was really interesting because it helps an entrepreneur really set himself in terms of like, am I doing this for the right reasons?
1: Yeah, um, Yeah. if the fact that you're not potentially going to make as much money as you thought yep. puts you off, then it probably wasn't, a, <laughs> it's probably not the best idea to be, yeah. Uh, starting that business exactly
0: and and then just to put a bow on it it's and the reason we highlight that is because if you don't have that mission then you're going to get distracted by other things and distractions to keep your business alive is one thing but distractions to make money and just money is another so just uh just be aware of it more than anything is that it that's great it's cool man i enjoyed this one this is a little bit of a different tone to me i think i think the whole tone changed because i came in like I didn't come in with yeah. like, hey, it's the yeah. da-da-da, and we just got into it. Guys, Um, firstly, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, me and Harry actually looked at the numbers uh, the other day, and like we, we hit a record high last <laughs> week. I'm not sure why, uh, but thank you. I really yeah. appreciate it. And and just as a side note, one of the things that me and Harry have been planning to do all along is a podcast for Expert Trades Community, Um, but we agreed that we needed to hit a certain number of downloads uh, for this podcast before we say, actually, yes, we know this podcast and thing. Um, But what we'll probably end up doing is some of the shows there, like the first one is about attracting the right customers. Uh, That feels extremely relevant to everyone on the startup diary as well. And because we're doing it for our community, we'll be doing it during work time. And there'll probably be a a little bit more time spent on editing and sourcing <laughs> and planning and bits like that actually on the clock <laughs> yeah exactly so hopefully uh i think what we can do and i need to check this uh i'm pretty sure we could just front and end it slightly differently and then, oh, okay. and then so drop you, it onto the starter bar so as well it, okay. yeah because i think i think uh i don't want to i don't want these guys listening to all the expert trade stuff because it will bore them to, bore them yeah, to death yeah. cause it'll be about oh what's the new boiler um but I think a lot of the stuff will be really relevant and they can actually see your chops in terms of your mm. actual editing when we mm. actually give you time to do it. Yeah. Which will be interesting. And questions, Harry? Harrison at
1: experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle,
0: one at the end. And we have a bunch of people. So we put out... a sh- what was it 165.5 asking for entrepreneurs mm. to get in contact yeah a few people already reached out which is exciting really looking forward to getting you guys onto the show um, more than anything we again we shy away from it last year we didn't really know how to do it so we just didn't mm-hmm. so looking forward to getting you on the show thanks very much if you haven't listen if you got this far how long have we been recording Harry uh, 27 minutes you, we're 27 minutes into listening to myself and I was Harry. eating
1: some nut balls for about a yeah
0: I'm looking forward to mine I've only had a nibble um <laughs> But if you've got this far into the show and listening to to, two guys speak, the one thing that you can do for us, the one thing that helps other people find the show, and obviously the one thing that is helping other people find, because we keep getting these increased download numbers, is go and leave us a rating or a review in iTunes. It would mean the world. If you leave us one in the next, by 24 hours after listening to this, we're going to go and read some
1: some quick mental yeah maths quick there.
0: mental maths i was trying to work some stuff out when i'm in the office uh when we record the next show is we're going to do some shout outs to you guys uh a massive thank you also if you're in something like dig or any communities share this podcast we'd love to see the numbers go up if you just share it with one person it would mean the world to us if you're getting the value from the show keep us motivated keep us at it and uh, we will speak to you soon ball mm. <clears throat>
1: Ready? I wonder if you can hear me on this. It's that thickness that I like mm.
0: Mm. I did good didn't I? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's good but if I had a tub full of them polish them i off. couldn't I couldn't just have stop because I'd do that thing where you You have two, because you've just made them. You'll have two. You put the rest in the Tupperware, put it in the fridge. And you sit down, and you're like, I've just had them (laughs) two. Boil the kettle, get another two. Before you know it, you've had all 12. Mm. I like things to repeat on me. Or or just stick around. You ready? I'm ready. Give me some some noise. (laughs)